0: Thank you, Eric and the music team. So how many of you have experienced experienced a miracle already today? Yeah? What kind of a miracle have you experienced today? You woke up. Thank you, God. John, you're here. Thank you, God. Anybody else? Feeling good. Thank you, God. Terry, one more. Anger dissolved. There's a miracle. Thank you, Terry. So we are, oh I got one more, one more hand, go ahead. Feeling forgiveness, there's a miracle. So we are here to talk about how we can walk in the way of Christ. We have this big idea this year that we have the courage to imagine a world that works for everyone. And so we spent the first Five, six weeks of the year talking about what that meant, but now we're having this conversation of what does action look like? If we are going to step into that idea, what does it look like to act from that place? And so we are using uh, this series to take a look at how Jesus might have walked through this big idea of creating a world that works for all beings. And so we looked at, uh, in the law, in the walk of Christ, we've looked at Jesus as that rebel, who had the courage to stand up against the hypocrisy of of the, the society, of the system. We looked at Jesus as the miracle worker and came to this understanding that miracles are occurring every day all around us. We took a look at Jesus as healer, recognizing that we are here to heal, not only in body, but in our thoughts, in our mind as well. And of course, last week Donna was here to share with you a message on Jesus as the teacher, and today we are moving into Jesus as the mystic. So how many of you have had a mystical experience? Raise your hands. Oh, there's a few hands up there. You might be interested to know that uh, the Pew Pew Research Group has done a study and asked the question, this was from back in 2009, how many Americans have had a mystical experience? And 49% of all Americans raised Well, they didn't raise their hand, but they said, yes, I have, right? Now, that is much different than the same question back in 1962. In 1962, only 22% of Americans said that they had had a mystical experience. So I've been kind of like sitting with the question, what would have caused such an increase in our mystical experiences? And maybe it's no coincidence that, Today, so many more people here in the States identify as spiritual but not religious. And maybe some of it is needing to let go of some of our religion to make welcome a mystical experience. In the tradition of religion, many of our mystics were considered the heretics. Some of you might know the name Meister Eckhart, for example, who lived hundreds of years ago and had this brilliant idea That that essence of the divine could be found within all people. That it was the essence of their spirit that was divine. Sound familiar? You know, the second unity principle that says everybody has that spirit of the divine within him. Well, from that idea and others, Meister Eckhart was called a heretic, was convicted of that, and after his death found guilty of heresy. So we are sitting here a bunch of heretics, in case, in case you didn't know. Modern-day heretic, Anthony DeMello. Some of you remember in January when we were talking about the idea of awareness, that I brought Aunt Father DeMello's book on awareness. Anthony DeMello is a, um, a Jesuit priest. And he, too, his his uh, books through the Catholic Church have been denied. Because he has, again, this idea that we can find within us that wisdom of God. and That we are one with that divine power and presence. And that Jesus was here to show us that. That Jesus isn't the exception that we cannot ever get to. But that he is here to show us in his example of how to walk these teachings in a way that we too can have these experiences. So, throughout history, there have been these mystics. Scientists have mystical experiences. First service I read a a little bit from um, Edgar Mitchell, but this service I thought that I would read from Jane Goodall. This is what Jane Goodall has to say. This happened, this mystical experience occurred in the forest of Gombe soon after she had returned from an intense six-week trip to America that involved fundraising dinners, conferences, meetings, and lobbying for various chimpanzee issues. So that busyness of life, right? So this is what Jane says. Lost in awe at the beauty around me, I must have slipped into a state of heightened awareness. It is hard, impossible, really, to put into words the moment of truth that suddenly came upon me then. Even the mystics are unable to describe their brief flashes of spiritual ecstasy. It seemed to me, as I struggled afterward, to recall the experience that the self was utterly absent. I and the chimpanzees, the earth and the trees and air, seemed to merge to become one with the spirit power of life itself. The air was filled with a feathered symphony, the evening song of birds. I heard new frequencies in their music, and also in the singing insect's voices. Notes so high and sweet that I was amazed. Never had I been so intensely aware of the shape the color of the individual leaves, the varied patterns of the veins that made each one unique. Scents were clear as well, easily identifiable, fermenting overripe fruit, waterlogged earth, cold, wet bark, and damp odor of chimpanzee hair, and yes, my own too. And the aromatic scent of young, crushed leaves was almost overpowering. That afternoon, it had been as though an unseen hand had drawn back a curtain, and for the briefest of moments, I had seen through such a window. In a flash of outsight, I had known timelessness and quiet ecstasy, sensed a truth of which mainstream science is merely a small fraction. And I knew that the revelation would be with me for the rest of my life, imperfectly remembered, yet always within, a source of strength on which I could draw when life seemed harsh or cruel or desperate. A mystical experience with the chimpanzees in the jungle from one of our modern-day scientific mystics. So what is a mystical experience? Right? So when you experience, those of you who raised your hand and said, I have experienced a mystical experience, what was that experience? Can you condense it down to a word or two? What did you experience in that? Yes. Yes. In the sunlight. So the Okay, so mother passed on. Mother visited you while you were washing the dishes. And do you have a word for the inner feeling that you had there? Joy. Experience joy. Anybody else? Yeah, Elise. Elise. euphoric, the feeling of euphoria in the music that was in her head, right? So what is a mystical experience? Well, Charles Fillmore tells us in his revealing word that a mystic is one who has intimate, firsthand acquaintance with God. And in that, Jesus was the greatest mystic of all ages, according to Charles Fillmore. So we are here to have a mystical experience, to know that oneness with God, to know that we are one with the divine. So much of uh, the history of Christianity has been one of denying our physical body. It's been one of saying that, you know, there's something wrong with the physical body, that we need to turn to the spiritual body and deny ourselves in the physical, right? And it was taken to such an extreme that they would do things like self-flagulation. One of my other Christian mystics that I love currently is Richard Rohr, and I watched a little video of him recently where he talked about when he went through seminary, there was whatever that tool was that they would use, right, to beat themselves, to deny that physical body. So mysticism, the heresy of it, is that we can experience the spiritual within our physical body. Unity is here to say that we don't have to deny the physical in order to experience the spiritual, but that what we are called to do is to marry the spiritual self and the physical self together, to have a unified experience where we get to experience that presence and power that is God within us, through us, as us. It's all one. So it's not a denial of the physical. It's a marrying of the spiritual with the physical. And those mystical experiences oftentimes come just as Jane Goodall did in this flash, in this moment. We can't make them happen. But suddenly there they are. We can make them welcome. So how do we make them welcome? So I had a... I don't know, this was back in, like, 97, I think it was, that I did A Course in Miracles. And for that entire year, I did it just by myself. I read the text, and I practiced the workbook lessons. And had somebody asked me during that year, what's that experience been like for you, Joanne? I would have said it is a great spiritual discipline. Every day, no matter what, I read my text, and I do my workbook lessons. And that, in and of itself is a great spiritual discipline. And at the end of that year, I took that Course in Miracles book and I put it up on my shelf and kind of forgot about it. And then I had this amazing mystical experience, out of all places, a roller rink. Right? So it was the kids' roller skating night, and we were there at the roller skating rink, and, and I was skating my hardest, skating my back. And that voice was there. Maybe you recognize the voice of self-righteous judgment, comparing my skating skills with the skills of other mothers there. Because this is important stuff, right? I've got to be the best skater that I can be. you hear the voice of ego in that? The voice of separation in that? There's not a lot of room for mystical experience. When you're stuck in ego and separation. In fact, unity will tell us that one of the mind shifts that has to happen in order for that mystical experience to be made welcome in our life is that we must come into a place of humility. Right? Into a a place of surrender. But I had a year where I was working A Course in Miracles, and that had planted these seed ideas in my mind, and I had made welcome whether I realized it or not in that moment as I was skating around that roller rink in such judgment of my skills and their skills and how I was so much better. And all of a sudden, in a flash of insight, just like what happened with Jane Goodall, in a flash, in a moment, hardly even anything I could point to, there was this overwhelming feeling of oneness. And I realized that I was one with everybody going around that roller rink. And what difference did it make who was a better skater than any other when we were all one and having this amazing experience with one another? And it was there in a moment, and then it was gone. And it was a moment that impacted and changed my life really forever, that I still work with that idea that we are, we are one, one with each other, one with God having this beautiful experience together. Sometimes that's how those mystical experiences happen. They happen out of the blue. They happen because we've created the space to make them welcome, to to allow them to happen in our lives. Sometimes I believe we can bring about that mystical experience consciously when we make a conscious choice to be in that place of oneness. When we begin our interactions with one another, remembering, "Oh, I'm one with you." That's right. How can I, how can I allow that oneness to express in this experience with one another? And the mystical experience can happen there as well in the briefest of moments. So I had that experience. I had been um, out to Unity Village, as many of you know, this last week. And so on Sunday, I was so inspired by the speaker at Unity Village Chapel who his name has left me, he's their board president, gave this amazing talk about love in a jury box, right? And talked about how he had been called to jury duty and how his focus was simply on loving in that moment and reminded us all that we could go through our days, you don't have to say it out loud, but in your mind you can be thinking about, I love you, and I love you, and I love you. And he had done that while in the jury box. So that has been on my mind since I heard that, right? So Friday, when I was home, I had a phone call to make, and and that phone call that I had to make was to um, our gas supplier. Can you have a mystical experience with your gas supplier? I'm telling you, you can. So I called because I had this new uh, one that I could sign up with, but I wanted to know when my old contract was going to be done, so I called them up and asked them that question. And the voice on the other end, as they are, right, was very informal and Technical and, well, let me check for you. And, and I just felt like, you know, there was this, there was them, and there was me. But then all of a sudden, I remembered that talk from Sunday. And I thought to myself, well, I wonder. I, I think I'm just going to send this person love across the phone, right? And so in that moment, in my mind, I just kept seeing them in love. I kept reminding myself we're one, and I, and I just loved them. Now, it wasn't anything you could measure, I can't say to you, see, see, this is what she was like before, and this is what she was like after. But I will tell you that within myself, the shift happened. And all of a sudden, I could feel this energetic shift where we were suddenly open to one another. And as she started talking to me, there was such warmth in her voice, such love in her voice. And it was, in that moment, a mystical experience, a connection. The divine in me connected with the divine in that one. But like all mystical experiences, it's very subjective. Right? It isn't something that I could measure, that I could give to you to say, see, this, ha- this is real. We all have to experience it for ourselves. But there is moment after moment after moment that we get to show up. And remember, I am one with that power and presence that is God, and so are you. And together, we can meet in that place. We can meet from that place of connection, from that place of, of remembering, rather than from a place of separation and forgetfulness. And when we do so, we open ourselves up to that mystical experience, the ordinary Experience that happens constantly around us. How many of you would like to have a mystical experience this week? Right? Do you believe that you can have a mystical experience? Listen, the same Christ Spirit that was in Jesus is in you and in me. Jesus said, this is from our uh, Gospel of John, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Now, you could ask yourself that question. Do I not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And if you don't like the word Father, replace it with whatever you want. Do you not believe that love is in you and you are in love? Right? Do you not believe that? The words that I say to you, I don't speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, if you have seen the works that I have done, you've seen the Father. But he also said, everything that I have done, you can do and more. Why? Because the same Christ Spirit that was in Jesus is in you and in me. Can you affirm that with me? The same Christ Spirit that was in Jesus is in me. The same Christ Spirit that was in Jesus, is in me. One more time. The same Christ Spirit that was in Jesus is in me. Now it is from that same Christ Spirit that we open ourselves up to know that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and I live and move and breathe from that awareness, from that consciousness, that the mystical experience will be made welcome in your life. The four mind shifts, I'm going to send this out in an email this week, the four mind shifts that show up on a little Unity pamphlet that was published through truthunity.net is, number one, is that we have to be um, humble. We have to be humble. We have to trust. Trust this moment. Trust this interaction. Trust this experience. Trust. Right? We have to uh, let go of control. Anybody have an issue with that one? It's hard to have a mystical experience when you're holding tightly to control. And if you're holding tightly to the idea of what that mystic experience will be like, it's also hard to have a mystical experience. It's when we surrender and let go and allow it to happen that grace takes over. This mind shift that allows grace to take over. And we experience not only the ordinary miracles, but the ordinary mystic experiences. So, I'm going to put Greg up here, because Greg is my, he's my great, he comes to me with questions and comments, and what about this? So he asked me, in between services, well, does the mystic experience do anything to change you? I mean, so what? A mystic experience, does it change you at all? And my answer to Greg was, of course. Because to make that experience welcome, we have to be willing to be humble, We have to be willing to surrender. We have to be willing to trust. And we have to be willing to meet each other in that place of oneness. Now, I don't know about you, but when I do that, my whole day, my whole life shifts and transforms. So we're going to practice that this week. On the back of your bulletin, I'm going to invite you throughout the week to be open to a sense of the sacred in your everyday experience. Whether you're talking to somebody that you know, as a telemarketer on the phone, or whether you're getting passed and cut off in traffic, or whether you're in front of the uh, woman checking out your groceries. Remember, throughout this week, this is an opportunity to experience the sacredness of this moment, the divine in this moment, the oneness that we are with one another in this moment. Begin your day by consciously affirming your oneness with the divine. And as you go about your day, everyday experiences... Choose to do so from a sense of oneness. What would it be like to say good morning to your spouse, to your children, to your neighbors? Remembering that sense of oneness and that experience. What would it be like to drive to work with the idea is I get to go work with these amazing beings that I am one with and I can't wait to see the good and the sacred that's going to come from this. How would that change your day? Facebook, right? Twitter, what can we do? Where can we meet one another? Take a breath. Allow yourself to be fully present in this now moment and ask, how would this experience be different if I allowed myself to experience the sacredness in this ordinary moment? And then take action and allow yourself to be a demonstration of that love and that light and that life that you are. Because that same Christ's spirit that was in Jesus is in you and in me. And as we embrace that heretics that we are, we'll change the world. Thank you and God bless.